Welcome to another episode of That's a Rap Podcast. My name is Jason Lung, and I, who I have with me is Dre. Jay cannot be on this podcast today, but that's okay. We, you know we always miss him. We love him. But on this podcast, Dre, how you feeling? How you doing? I know it's been a long week, and I know that you were out uh, and about on the weekend, but it's nice to talk to you, brother. How you doing? Yeah, it's nice to talk to you as well. And uh, obviously, we're missing Jay, his uh, stats. So if we don't hit you with that many numbers, I uh, apologize in advance. Um, but Listen, uh, we can always just like, shoot the shit always together. I mean, yeah. honestly, I feel like we should just like record our conversations always and just throw it out on Twitter and see what happens. You never know. I think I think that's what some people do. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's making a million. So I should just say, hey, we'll <laughs> just do it. So, yeah, um, exactly. This is a Raptors podcast. Uh, this is a Raptors podcast for fans, by fans. We are fans. And I just wanted to start off by saying that, listen, we're three games in, for at least for the Raptors. We're undefeated. Basketball is back. It's a great feeling to have. I know it's still a little little crazy out there, especially from with our neighbors down south. But it's, you know, there's a kind of a similar feeling. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I'm watching these games. And I threw this out on Twitter before, and I was saying that, you know what? I feel like these players are having a really good time. I know that there aren't uh, fans in the building, but, like, there's no cameras in the sidelines. There's no, like, baseline cameras. There's no hecklers that need to be thrown out in the games like i feel like these guys are having a good time and i and while watching them we're also having a good time what do you think man i think the scrimmage games were a little bit misleading because i think a lot of people saw that and said okay this is what these are going to be like and this is going to be rough but um Mm. i think the first game that i saw was the lakers clippers head-to-head which went down to the wire and it's like you can't tell me that this isn't exciting. Like, I know the fans aren't there. Yeah. I know they have the digital fans and they have like those little buttons they can hit to make noise and boo and all of that. But, you know, even if they didn't have all of that, like they're really going at it and there's still a lot mm-hmm. of competition. I mean, Serge Ibaka has already gone into like one or two fights. Like, uh, the yeah. players are clearly <laughs> like really trying. So, yeah, I, mean, yeah, look, I think the fire is still there. Yeah, exactly. It's not exactly the same as what it would be like in a big arena or anything like that. But considering what we have, I'd say it's pretty damn good and I'm liking it so far. And I and I pre and I didn't think it would work out. I'll be honest with you, but I appreciate the the fan. um, I guess them showing the fans on the screens on the really big screens on like on the sidelines. And like you see like celebrities in it, too. Like Little Wayne was on for the L.A. Lakers. Mm -hmm. You saw like. Uh, Paul Pierce was for was there for the Boston Celtics, and you saw like this cutout of Dirk Nowitzki when they were watching the Dallas Mavericks. Like it's <laughs> it's it's a cool thing that they've added. And if you guys are wondering how to get on it, um, I, I know that there's a link that was posted by BlogTO that you have to like, you know, you you there's like a waiting list. You have to have a web camera and everything like that. So I haven't personally tried it myself. I really want to, but know that like if you throw any obscenities, like you can't like throw a bird out there. You can't like be you know, topless or something like that. Like (laughs) they'll throw you out easily, just like any game, just like a real game. So yeah, I appreciate what the NBA is doing with that case. But okay, before we go into the Raptors situation, because right now it's, it's, it's good. So let's, let's keep that on the DL because we don't want people to really, they want, we, again, we want them to discover that, you know, we're competitors, but I wanted to talk about like what's going on in the West because there have been some really big surprises. And yeah. of like the six teams that are uh, fighting for that eight, nine seed because of that, uh, you know, a play in tournament, 
of the 16, Memphis, Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix are all within 2.5 games for the eighth seed. Oof. Now, that's incredible. Again, these guys only have about, you know, some of them have uh, four games left. Some of them have five games left. But 2.5 games uh, with, five, with five games left, that's incredible. Like, the how tight that is, is it's going down to the wire. Now, I want to ask you, Dre, who is the most, I guess, what are you surprised about? Really, because oh, for God. me, and I think you and I, honestly, I think we were on the same page not too long ago when uh, the Raptors actually played this team like during the scrimmage. But the Phoenix Suns, man, the Phoenix, we got to give some love to the Phoenix Suns. Like they shut me up. They put my foot in my mouth, man. They are oh, kicking man. ass right now with that Devin Booker, like uh, game winner against the Clippers. Today, they uh, they uh, beat up the Indiana Pacers and like yeah. they're the undefeated team right now. They're the team of the. They're the flavor of the of the week, I guess. So what do you think, man? Okay, so I guess we have to look at um, each of these teams one by one. And I'll say off the top of my head that there's sure. only one team that's kind of performing exactly as I would have expected, and that's uh, Sacramento. No disrespect. You know, you're doing all right, but you're exactly where I thought you kind of would be. I say this as a Grizzlies fan. I am appalled. Um, and now that uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is down, I am I am worried. Uh, this isn't looking good, and it's unfortunate. The most I can say at this point is at least there's always next year. I'd love to see what this team blossoms into, but it's right. really not looking good. On the other side of things, you have so much going on. So you have the Pelicans with Zion Williamson trying to prove himself and JJ Redick trying to keep his playoff uh, marathon going. Um, he has never played a single year where he wasn't in the playoffs, but they're a little behind. So that's looking a little bit less likely, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have the San Antonio Spurs where Popovich's playoff record and the team's playoff record uh, hasn't been broken in over 20 years, I believe. So, uh, But the difference is they're actually looking pretty good. They haven't won all of their games yet, but they're looking a little bit better than I was maybe anticipating before the bubble started. And I think they're looking – it's kind of possible. You never know. Then you have – they're okay. They're only two games back, yeah. Yeah, you never know. Plus, let's not forget that they have that play-in tournament that uh, if there's Mm -hmm. a a close enough matchup that this is going to set off. Then you have Portland, which uh, I believe people like Charles Barkley are like, well, if they make the playoffs and they will, they're going to upset the, the first place Lakers, which looking at them, it might not be so stupid to say after all. I'm not going to say I agree yeah. with them, but look at Melo. Melo's in clutch mode right now. Uh, Damian's mm-hmm. doing really well. CJ's doing really well. This is looking like a pretty solid team. And yeah, and the fact that Melo, well, Melo did obviously play in New York, but yes. the Melo versus Braun in the playoffs has never happened before. So that would be quite interesting to watch <laughs> to see that draft class go at it. Uh, honestly, probably for the last time. Yes, um, that's that would be quite interesting to watch. And and of course, you got like the Damian Lillard. It's going to be some Dame time, and yes. I I think he's uh, if anybody in of those like six teams, if anybody's ready to upset a number one scene, it's Damian. Yes, but then we finally get to Phoenix, which is easy to oh, to poop on them a lot. But Phoenix, what we're seeing here is a Devin Booker who's mad as hell and he can't take it anymore. Please comment the the film reference I just made. And 
he is exploding like he always does, but at least now he has backup. He's got Ricky Rubio. He has a DeAndre mm-hmm. Ayton who's playing. Like He has a team behind him, which, let's be honest, if they were fully healthy this entire time, the, the whole season, maybe they would have been in playoff contention to begin with. So you have... One team underperforming who has the eighth seed, which I don't mean any disrespect because I love Memphis, but I don't think it's happening. Um, you have one team which is performing exactly as you would have expected, Sacramento. You have uh, the Pelicans who want who want it, but I don't think it's going to happen. But then you have one, two, three teams that are absolutely vicious, and it can really go mm-hmm. to Phoenix, uh, San Antonio, or Portland, which I had to guess would be Portland. And let me tell you, with those three, I'm mightily surprised. Like, I knew there would be co- yeah. co- competition, but this is insane. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I want to stick with the the Phoenix Suns because, like like you said, they're not entirely healthy right now either. Like, one of the, their main center, Aaron Baines, isn't even playing. So mm-hmm. I don't know the, what his status is, but if, if he comes back, I know that De- DeAndre Aiden is playing a lot of minutes, and he's doing v- relatively well, too. Like, last game, 23 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, and and you're right. Devin Booker is finally getting some help, I think, with Rick Rubio's addition to the team. Mm-hmm. It is like being the ship a little bit. And, like, shout out to Samson Folks last time when he was on uh, That's a Rap Pod. He uh, he definitely sh- told us that, you know what, I think people are sleeping on the suns, such as ourselves. And yeah, he was right. He's definitely he's definitely right. He's definitely right. He saw he sees something that's in Phoenix that a lot of people don't see, and I think we're all seeing it. You know what I mean? Like it, they're 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 doing well. They're really young. They have a lot of energy. They have a lot of scoring ability, and they look pretty like even throughout their lineup. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to point out too, Dre, and it's and I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna go to the east. Because uh, I know I totally understand what's going on with the West right now, and I think it's a crapshoot. I, I like it's a Russian roulette at this moment. But oh, yeah. when you look at, when you look at the West, man, like it's. I mean, sorry. When you look at the Eastern Conference, the fact that the fact that the Washington Wizards are so bad, <laughs> that, like you know where I'm going at, right? Like the fact that yeah. they they were invited. Okay, so at the when the bubble started. You saw the 22 teams. Yes. And you're like, okay, you got the San Antonio Spurs, you got the Portland Trailblazers, and this play in tournament, that's pretty cool. And then you look at the last two, the last two invites. You saw Phoenix Suns, and you saw the Washington Wizards. Yes. And then you think about the Phoenix Suns, you're like, okay, you know what? Maybe they have a chance. Devin Booker's really good. And it, clearly they're showing it. But the Washington Wizards are so bad that they've lost four in a row, and the team that wasn't invited that are now ahead of them are the Charlotte Hornets. Damn. So you got me right there with the Washington Wizards were ninth seed and the, and they were invited and the team that is ahead of them were never invited. And that's the Charlotte Hornets. But how does that they work? Because they're not playing, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's going to default to, to the magic pretty much. Like Damn. it's uh, <laughs> the magic. The in the fact net, that, Yeah. It, they have a disqualified like the Hornets on besides their name have disqualified and the Washington Wizards are still playing for the seed. Like it's <laughs> it's kind of it's just kind of embarrassing to look at. You know, it's like as a wash. If there was a Washington Wizards fan who's listening, I apologize. I know you guys. There, there's a lot of good people out there that love the Washington Wizards. But like, damn, bro, <laughs> that's pretty sad. I guess because I oh. don't like the Wizards for a lot of obvious reasons I've discussed before. I'm going to leave my thoughts on this. 
in, um, let's say, five words. Reconsider your contract, Bradley Beal. <laughs> say, save Bradley Beal, please. Yeah, make that a oh, hashtag. Man. Okay. He's an amazing talent. He, he deserves something great. Either in Washington with a better team behind him. John Wall, I hope you get back and healthy. Or if not, you got to get out of there. You're busting mm-hmm. too much ass and not getting enough recognition. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. So let's move on. From, let's go. Let's go into the Toronto Raptors. And I guess there is some good news, obviously, but there's some concerning news. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we want to. We want to really tackle on the, you know, the Terrence Davis not wearing a mask properly thing. Uh, yeah. It's okay. So there's obviously going to be some skepticism when it comes to you know, these regulations. Um, but we talked about this before, right? We had the whole, uh, um, not RJ, uh, Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. Yes. He, he, he went on uh, some social platform and he talked about how like it's conspiracy theory, blah, blah, blah. We all talked about that. And then, and then how like Lou Williams with all the, the magic city. But now, mm-hmm. you know, now we see someone like Terrence Davis who, who went on Instagram and and he put it on his story and like I, I don't have it up with me right now, but he basically said that he it, it it's kind of overblown, just basically what Michael Porter Jr. is saying. And now mm. he, there is a picture that surfaced of Terrence Saving wearing a mask with with definitely with a hole like right in the middle where his where his, where his mouth is breathing, pretty where much. His mouth, yeah, yeah, or where his nose is. Yeah, so he got a lot of flack for it, uh, you know, understandably so, but. Apparently, story goes is that Masai and Bobby brought him into to have a talk, and now you know to kind of clear clear the air a little bit, clear things up, and and hopefully, um, the the his mind has changed. And again, he's a young guy, right? Yeah. He his, his you know you can mold his mind in in one more ways than more one than one, but like it's it's kind of tough to see, especially you know, the fact that he's one, he's, he's a Toronto Raptor and two, like we've already dealt with this. Like, come on, Terrence, we we're we're trying to root for you. And, and I agree to a point where like, you know, everyone has their own opinion for sure. But like when you have such a rule, right. When, when the NBA is trying their damnedest hardest to make everybody safe, you're going to go on and, you know, deliberately try to ruin it. Like, and, and I, to your trying to make a point, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Like if you want to, if you wanted to protest fine, but there are rules set for you. Right. So you kind of have to follow those rules. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you want to keep going on with this topic, but I, I guess I want to know your thoughts, bro. Um, okay. Well, I really lost it with Lou Williams last week and I'm not going to lose it on Terrence Davis this week. And I'll explain why the Lou Williams story was still ongoing. Now that it's happened and he's apologized and, you know, he said what he said, mm-hmm. it's history and we can move forward. I don't know if staying negative or toxic about something that's being dealt with or has been dealt with is the right thing to do. All I know is if there is a bunch of naysaying and it can be detrimental to the health of others and to the league and to all of the older people who you know, might suffer from this a lot worse in the bubble. The point is the bubble has still reported zero cases, which is fantastic. Zero positive cases for COVID. And yep, absolutely. as 
look, all I'll say is that it's obviously not wise. That's exactly why we're discussing it. We're not debating this. Um, I do frown upon it, but hopefully he's learned his lesson and he understands the value of why we're doing this. And mm. that's all there is to it. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to belabor it more than that. Yeah, exactly. I, again, like to each their own, everybody has their own opinion when it comes to this, uh, uh, th- these restrictions and these, these mandatory rules um, you know, again, the, you guys are trying, the, the NBA is trying their best to make you safe. And the mm-hmm. only way for them to do that is for everyone's buy-in. You know what I mean? So yes. it's, it's kind of, all I'm trying to say, it's a little disappointing because when you have a team like the Toronto Raptors who are all in, you can tell that, that they're, these players are all in when it comes to the basketball, but as the organization, you can all, you would f- want to feel like they're also all into keeping these people safe. So when you see someone like Terrence Davis poke a hole in their mask, it's, it's disappointing. So again, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but as a team itself, again, uh, I'll, I'll say it again. We we're three, and zero, uh, bro. And the next game is going to be, it's a big game versus the Boston Celtics this coming Ooh. Friday. We've, there has been a lot of, uh, positives for sure. Obviously, like uh, you know, our boy, obviously Jay Rosales, he's the he's a stats guy. He threw out this crazy stat where in the last three games of the fifteen starters that the Raptors have played, they only allowed one player a plus, uh, a positive plus negative. So, and that one player is banned from Miami Heat. Everybody else, and I'll go through the list: Ennis, Robinson, Augustine, Fournier, Butler, Vucevic, Gordon, McGee, Green, Crowder, none AD. James KCP, all of whom have a negative plus minus. LeBron, James, James and negative Anthony 20. Like. Exactly. AD, negative 17. KCP, negative 27. But I mean, KCP. That, that's a crazy stat. And I yes. think what's the most impressive, and we can go through the who's been impressive. Fred Van Vliet obviously have been going nuts. Having career seen. highs. OG, yeah. OG has been going nuts as well. With his dribbling handle to the spin move, spin move, his, his his handling has been magnificent, and the fact that he's only kind of like, you know, he's kind of trained it throughout this uh, pandemic, these like last few months, and then now it's on display. It's incredible. But as a team, I think has been more the most impressive thought. Their defense is so like intact, and I keep on I keep on. Um, talking about and being impressed by their defense but each time i watch their games it's just more impressive than the next like the last game that they played against miami heat that was like the two powerhouse defensive play defensive teams Mm -hmm. and it was so good to watch if you're if you're an offensive minded player that was that probably wasn't the most fun because it was all defense but man that was that was so much fun to watch so bro dre what was the most impressive that you impressive thing that you've seen from the Raptors so far and also if you had any concerns oh god well impressive it's just the teamwork like uh the, yeah, the main, absolutely like that that multi-pass play that I was everywhere with the when it came to highlight reels during the Lakers game that's I don't even know who to thank for that all of the players involved, the team as a whole, Nick Nurse's coaching, the assistant coaching, that was ball movement. Now, let me tell you, and I don't mean to beat a dead horse, during the ISO Dwayne Casey days, I was like, yes, you're patient with mm-hmm. the ball. You've created movement. You've created the open shot. And there were some crazy passes. And 
smart screens during that play. And that, while that was the, the greatest highlight of the three games that we've seen so far, isn't far from the truth from what we've basically seen for a lot of these games. Now, granted, we do get the occasional clunker, like, you know, during the Orlando game, Serge Ibaka was obsessed with pull-up jumpers that just weren't landing. Mm. But for the most part, there's been a lot of team play. And I don't know if it's just the bubble, but a lot of teams are are acting kind of similarly. Maybe as a worry to not um, over-exhaust key players or um, to try and figure out and use these eight games to figure out the playoff lineup because this isn't the season anymore. This isn't a regular season that we would have had. These are eight games where you're either fighting to get into the playoffs, fighting to stay in the playoffs, or you're just figuring it out. So these games are a little bit different than what we would have seen at the end of the last season anyway. Um, because this mm. almost feels like a second chance and like a mini playoff before we get to the playoffs. There aren't any other bad teams anymore. Everybody here has been qualified to be here. So um, while for everybody point, else, yeah. a lot of this has felt like experimentation, for me, it feels like business as usual for the Raptors, which is fantastic news. However, of course, we have to talk about two certain things. So um, we have Pascal Siakam as a team leader, who defensively has been quite sound, but we've got to discuss his offense in that same breath while our team has been very deep. And we've had great bench mob moments or key players in certain games. The Raptors bench as a whole. Do either of these things have to be concerning? I'm Okay, I think that the... There is obviously a type of concern when when it comes to the, I would say more of the bench, if anything. Like, see, like I think what's most concerning with Siakam is his uh, is his turnovers. Like, I know that the last game uh, <clears throat> against the Miami Heat, oh sorry, not the Miami, the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, where how much did he get? He, I think he had about like seven turnovers or something yeah. like that. Like very very uncharacteristic when it comes to Siakam. He doesn't really turn it over very often. So. I think that his offense is obviously going to come and and uh, like again like the last game he didn't even have to face um, Jonathan Isaac who is his for Orlando at least his number mm-hmm. one uh, enemy so uh, like I, I was surprised that he didn't really go off um, but it definitely has to do with those turnovers like I think he he just needs to calm down he needs to know where his shots are he's going to get his shots and he might be forcing a little bit too much but yeah. you know that's what the number one uh guy on a team has to do it's like he has to find his way he has to find his shots so if he's going to clean up those turners i'd be happy enough so i don't think it's too much of a concern mm-hmm. but it's the raptors bench for sure like each time each game they've been outscored by a fair margin when it comes to the other team like like surge i know that surge is isn't really finding his groove too much I, I know that norman off. the last yeah i don't know that norman powell he's you know he's um He's been struggling with his shot, but I, I'm glad that he's been driving a little bit more. Um, but yeah, like you, you, you ha- we haven't been getting any offense when it comes to Terrence Davis. Like, even, like Ronnie Hollis Jefferson is he's gonna all he's gonna do really is drive because he doesn't have a jump shot. And mm-hmm. and but but besides that, like we need some more consistency when it comes to those three in particular: Serge, Norm, Terrence. Like yeah. you guys, they have to get something you can't always just rely on Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry I mean albeit they, those two are all-stars and then obviously Pascal has a 30 point game in him but like 
like Serge has to get going. Norm, he, he, he has to get his three pointers going. And Terrence Davis, like he looks lost out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, for the most part, when it came to before the bubble, we were very, very high on Terrence Davis because he just thought, you, you just thought that he wasn't a rookie anymore. Like, how he played was just like a veteran, uh, four years coming out of college. And it was great to watch. But now it's like, I don't know. I don't know if he's rushing. I don't know if he doesn't know where he's going. I don't know if it's like confusion. So even, even during, there's this one. I guess instance when it came or this lineup that nurse pulled out during the Orlando magic game. And it was like Kyle Lowry and then all of the bench. And yeah. if it wasn't for Lowry to kind of steady the ship, that, <laughs> that whole game would have gone sideways. Yeah. We, yeah, we would so, have been in the deficit for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So it's that for me, when it comes to concerns, it's definitely, definitely the, the Raptors bench, man. I mean, it's tough because in in the Orlando game, um, I would argue that Norman Powell had a pretty good game. However, I don't know if you can say that consistently for the entire series. And you can say that about any of the players, um, except for Ibaka, which as a big Ibaka fan, as you all, as you all know by now, I've always been very pro Ibaka ever since we got him. When he's off, he's off. Like, he's launching jumpers that are like massive bricks um he's doing boneheading his shot doesn't his shot doesn't look confident like no when there was a when there was a timeout um there was a point where where Serge was just like looking up in the sky and then and then you know Norman Powell with his with with a lot of like confidence he came to surge and like he put just put his arm around his shoulders and was like hey man you got this you got this and i love that from norm too and i'm just yeah. hoping that surge can can find his rhythm back was when he shoots he he the only way for any player really for only the only way for a shooter to get his shot is confidence and right now it just doesn't seem like surge has that confidence right now. And it's tricky because he also has been doing boneheaded defensive plays like committing fouls that are just ludicrous and they just shouldn't be happening but I don't think that's helping with the confidence thing because, you know, when you do a deliberate smart foul or it's one of those things that just happens, that's a different story. But when you're committing a boneheaded play that just is sending people to the line and they're, they're going to like catch up within five points of you and they're just so avoidable. Right. You know, that's a lot of weight on your shoulders and then you're trying to launch up shots to try and get you back and then it's just not landing. So um, I believe in Serge because this is not new. He has done this before, and guess what? He's mm-hmm. come back. So I'm just going to hope that he comes back, and that's it. But at least I can say Bubble Mark is looking pretty damn good. Bubble Mark is pretty good. Yeah, last game he he basically made Vucevic his son, like every yeah. single game, right? <laughs> so, and and I loved his aggressiveness like the first two shots he threw up were kind of bricks but then he slowed down and he had like a nice little spins uh short hook in the in the paint and then he got a couple of threes in like he very fluid threes like they just like water like he looks Mm -hmm. like pride mark because he's lost weight he's grown that hair back he's he's looking like grizzlies mark and uh we we don't exactly have him but he's looking really good out there so um you know yeah exactly so I'll be able to say it's just like you can find concerns. Of course, you can find Siakam's uh, offense a little off-putting. You can think about the Raptors bench, but I mean, you got you got crazy, crazy games from Fred Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. You know, coming off of a a, a career high, um, 
and then you got OG Ananomi showing off his like crazy uh, dribbling skills. Kyle Lowry obviously coming in doing his thing, and like it's it's still f- feel good uh, all around in the Raptors Raptor land. Like it's it's still great to see these games and this this team playing so cohesively. And I can't stress enough the the defense. And I'm going to shout out our friend Brad from Too Much Hoops. Like each time uh, a defensive scheme goes well he always has like a a breakdown of it and you can just see how the defense just is on a string if there's one person who needs help another one another person comes and someone's open someone's going to contest and like this the raptors team they are still the number one defensive leading team allowing only 106.1 points per game they're also fourth in and points differential with a plus 6.5 so like we're still the number one team and or I guess we're we're still uh, a very, very real contender when it comes to these playoffs and bring on the playoffs, bro. Honestly, bring on the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've discussed some of the lapses that we've had. But then you look at, as you said, OG's been having a hell of a time and he's been super confident. Did you see those dunks he was doing like, like the last? Yeah, man. The guy's like falling you gotta, out there. You got a reverse, yeah. Like he's, <laughs> oh, yeah, and he's got major hops. I mean, he's he's balling out there. And then Fred Van Vliet, like Fred Van Vliet's I, gonna get paid. I Fred Van Vliet's gonna get paid so much money. It's it's mind boggling. I don't. Even, I don't know. If actors are going to to afford him. That's what's scaring me. Like Fred Van Vliet's playing too good right now. We will figure that out eventually. That is a big concern yeah. later. I don't mean Absolutely. any disrespect, but it's almost as if when Danny Green shut off and just never returned from last year's playoffs, Fred Van Vliet has never, ever stopped. Like Yes. And he continues to be a fantastic, and at this point, no longer underrated, playmaker, offensive presence, uh point guard stopper like the guy has been fantastic and then you know you look at so many of the other players that we have so even though we have some lapses in in our team we have a great cohesive team which i don't think a lot of teams can say and we have depth so right now Mm -hmm. some of these players have a chance to figure it out they're not slowly relying on like let's argue that if devin booker goes down the suns are truly screwed we're not in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a realistic example. Ben Simmons is currently down. Like, that's an actual fact. Mm-hmm. He's actually down. Yeah, we don't know when he's coming back either. And as a Sixers fan, I'm greatly concerned because I think Embiid is great. I think Harris can be great when it's, you know, consistent. But, you know, all factors considered, they don't have it entirely together. Whereas with the Raptors, I would argue they have – the ability and the space to figure things out when stuff like this happens and the team as a whole is pretty fantastic. And that's what I love about this team that I'm not worried right now. It's not like, Oh God, the playoffs are coming where Siakam he's going to get back because he's got a hell of a team behind him and mm-hmm. it's looking great. Um, the first real test we're going to have since the Lakers is coming up with the Celtics who have been a little bit more shoddy than I would have anticipated, but hey, all Tatum had to do was uh, cut his hair, and now he's hitting 35 points a game. So (laughs) it's going to be interesting, but 
at least I have confidence in saying I'm not greatly concerned just looking at the paper. If the game happens and it's mm-hmm. a funky game, that's a different story. But just looking at it on paper right now, it's like, oh yeah, this is going to be a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. All right, so let's take a let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about uh, Koi, not Koi, with Nick Nurse. Shit, man. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. This is exactly why um, Marcus Saul is doing so well. It's because he was having this product. It helped his hair grow. It helped him lose some weight. Um, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but it's because it works. So you got to just use it. Could you imagine? Oh, man, I would love to be sponsored by hair growth. Some some sort of hair growth <laughs> treatment. That'd be awesome. I mean, I'm not I'm not bald. Like, I only like a salt I just bros? cut my hair. Regularly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd love to have long hair, but I can't. I'm, I have that, like, Chinese hair. It doesn't work for me. Okay, anyways. I'll call me too, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thanks for thanks for sticking out with us. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about oh, the Koi conversation uh. slash situation. So if you guys haven't already heard, the coaches association have already voted on who they would like as their coach of the year. And lo and behold, Coach Nurse is not one of them. And it uh, albeit that he did, he was just one vote away for being a three-way tie with um like the with bud and not not presty okc coach i can't forget i forget his name at this moment but regardless it's not nick nurse and it's very it's it's interesting to think about that because again you know uh listeners make sure realize that this isn't the coach of the year award the nba this isn't the nba coach of the year award that is going to be voted um i believe during the playoffs and or or awarded or given during the playoffs and i i feel it's not going to be unanimous but i do believe that the media is going to choose nick nurse as the coach of the year um but what do you think about this what do you jerry what do you think about how the coaches and basically their peers nurses peers did not vote him as a coach of the year okay so what do you uh, think about that first off the okc coach is billy donovan and i would like to Ah, yes thank you no problem i'd like to give shout outs to uh both Bodenhoser yeah, and yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like as Nick, as Nick Nurse said, like they, they're definitely both deserving. Both Bud, he's num- number one in the East for sure, and uh, Billy Donovan. Like everyone, they, what Chris Paul said, what zero point two percent ESPN gave him zero point two percent to go into the playoffs. Like hell yeah, they were well deserved. But I'm sorry, Nick Nurse, he's coming in with I, I want to say zero percent uh of uh any media besides toronto and maybe one or two percent of of u.s media thought that the raptors are going to come back uh into the playoffs or at least where they are now after they lost Kawhi leonard like that would this this ship was sunk already 
And so now the fact that they see the the buy-in that the team has, they see the mind that Nurse has when it comes to strategy, when it comes to like throwing out defenses out there, there's it's so strange. It's so strange that his own peers isn't picking him to be the coach of the year. Well, yeah, I'm going to give up my shout-outs quickly because first off, with Boldenholzer, a great set of players does not make a great team if you don't have qualified coaching. And I'm going to throw Brett Brown under the bus because, yep. Um, <laughs> but then you have a guy like nice. this who, if you really look at what the Bucks are doing on paper, is almost a little, like, arrogant. Like, we're going to have all these tall guys and offensive guys hanging out on the perimeter. Giannis is just going to storm the storm down the alleyway and we're going to make it work. So if that doesn't work, this guy's going to come swooping in because he's a tall guy that can shoot coming from the perimeter. Giannis is going to kick out to this guy over here, etc. So uh, like on paper, it's like, oh my God, this shouldn't work because it's almost obvious. But the way that Budenholzer has like plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E, plan F, all the way to like, Z A B F five squared, like it's it's crazy because that comes from coaching. So while we figured them out in the playoffs last year, and it took us two games to figure them out, and then we swept them four, it almost feels like they've come up with more. So with that in mind, I'd say Budenholzer has almost gotten better. Then you have. Mm. Um, Oklahoma City, which, like you and everybody, we completely, completely didn't even consider. But you have Chris Paul, who has proven himself to be one of the greatest point guards of all time. I think at this point, if LeBron James and the 2016 championship was him saying he's the GOAT, this to me is is with Chris Paul and considering him one of the greatest of our time when it comes to point mm-hmm. guards. Because considering the team that he's on, the fact that everybody wrote them off and the fact that they're like not even like you can't even like predict that they wouldn't even make the playoffs. Like you're, you're like everyone was certain because they're so deep into the standings. Like they're so high up there with such a big margin. And it's like, yeah, of course they're making the playoffs. Nobody would have said that. And part of that comes from Chris Paul. Right. And part of that comes with Billy Donovan who said, Oh, God, what do I do? Hang on a second. I've got a great person here with Steven Adams. I've got one of the greatest point guards of all time. I have all these great pieces, but I'm not going to pull a Brett Brown. I'm going to figure this out. So shout out to both teams because one kept delivering from last year and improving, and the other helped cure an emergency situation to make one of the best teams in the West. However, Ever, none of those still compare to Nick Nurse. And here's why. Nick <laughs> Thank Nurse, you. Thank you. Nick Nurse lost Kawhi Leonard, where people are talking about him as being the GOAT. If if he wins with the Clippers this year and secures another FMVP, he is one of the greatest of all time, they're saying. You know, they lost him. You know, Danny Green's been having an off time. We've already discussed it. But in general, that's still a major piece to miss. And, you know, he's sloppy on offense now, but his defense is still unparalleled. Like, we had a great time with him. So the adjustments made with Nick Nurse and the fact that we're doing better than we were before, and this is excluding the bubble, we were doing better anyway. So we have that going. We have 
you know, we squashed the Lakers for God's sakes, which a lot of people mm-hmm. are predicting are going to win this thing. Um, we didn't lose in that Orlando game, which, yeah, it's just Orlando, but guess what? We were having a really rough time and we figured it out. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's coaching. Nick Nurse is pulling, you know, if Bullenholzer is coming up with all of these alternatives to one plan, Nick Nurse has like a thousand plans. Like, this yes. guy is completely unreadable. And when it comes to adjustments, and when somebody says, I want coaching adjustments, we need to adjust on this next play, you sometimes don't even believe that that word means what it means because it's like, okay, well, they put that guy here, that guy there, but the same shit's happening. Nick Nurse, it's like, oh my God, they're actually adjusting. Like, this is a completely different team mm-hmm. right now. Uh, Mark's doing this instead of doing that, which he was doing last time, and now this guy's in. Uh, like it's completely different. So when you have something like, you know, you're going to go for a, a lot of tall ball or you're going to go relatively short or, you know, let's just pull out some elementary school plays here. He is mm-hmm. willing to do whatever it takes and he never loses his shirt unless it's a terrible call, which happens a lot against Toronto. But aside from that, if he's losing, he's not losing his mind he's always got some sort of system and if it doesn't work it was at least a damn good attempt i you know outside of that one time out last year which cost us you know which one i have never second guessed him and said why did he do that and that says a lot for a coach i love the 76ers i say that all the time with brett brown i love the timberwolves i'm not even going to go down that road so when it comes to Nick Nurse, I feel very confident in saying with a team that's the most solid overall team in the NBA without a clear superstar, he absolutely should deserve five of these right now in one year. This guy absolutely <laughs> has earned it. And I don't know what it is with the coaches association, but nah. Mm, I I, I can't I can't agree with you more, man. And okay, listen, there I'm sure there's gonna be some bias when it comes to us. Like, but again, I feel like Bud definitely deserves some votes. I, I feel like uh, Billy Donovan definitely deserves some votes. But what what Nick Nurse has shown when it comes to and I'll, I'll repeat it again, the buy-in that his team has in his schemes, right? How many coaches can have their team basically on a string on defense they don't even have to talk they just know when to switch where who to guard when and what place to run when like they it's just the lead the leadership in that organization and of course it comes it it, it trickles down it's a trickle down effect right Masai, bobby nurse kyle and the 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 work that nurse has done with his team and and of course you know this isn't. This is a superstar, uh, run organ uh league, and you know, albeit Siakam is is star in the making. Fred is a star in the making. Uh, Kyle is definitely a star, but there isn't a bona fide superstar. Mm-hmm. But and the fact that all four of those teams, where I'm talking about Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, Raptors, all four of those teams who have a legit chance of being a title contender. All the three of them, Lakers, 
Clippers, and Bucks have generational players. Mm-hmm. Right now, I would argue we have a generational team. Yes. And that all leads up to what Nurse has done. And I feel like he is well-deserving to be a coach of the year at the end of this year. You know, if it's not from his peers, fine. And I and I can't. It's going to be weird thinking that I'm going to be agreeing with the media, but they have to get this one right. Yeah, they get, they they have to. It, there's no choice but to give uh, onus to like the job that Nurse has done. So yes. we'll close this off. We have five more games left in the bubble. Again, we have a really big game against the Boston Celtics tomorrow night mm-hmm. uh, on on Friday. And outside of that, after uh, if the Raptors win. Um, then we clinched the second seed, and then we were going to face uh, uh, Grizzlies, Bucks, 76ers, Nuggets to finish off um, uh, the season. So, what do you expect? What do you think is going to happen? What do you feel like is going to happen? I guess tomorrow, and what do you feel like it's going to happen for the rest of the season? I feel like um, the after we clean up that you know second seed that's going to be ours and i i feel like it's going to happen i feel like we're going to clinch that second seed mm-hmm. um i'm hoping i'm hoping nurse um uh kind of wraps everybody up in a bubble but what do you think brother oh god um that boston game is going to be crazy because boston celtics are going to be vying for that second seed because guess what that's yep. the difference between playing orlando and playing god who's even six um 76ers yeah, like the 76ers yep. are a little lackluster this year, but I still don't want to be facing them in the first round. Um, the Celtics are obviously going to be trying their best, and look at their team. They're not exactly strapped. So um, mm-hmm. that's going to be rough, and I hope we have figured that's out been, our kinks by I feel them. like it's a good game. Yeah. yeah uh, do, you, do you think, what, what, are you, what are you going to call? Are you going to a win or a loss? Oh, God. Oh, uh, I'm putting you on the spot, brother. I have to. I hope to be wrong. I think it might be a loss. You heard that, Raptors fans? Don't at me, yo. But the next game are the Grizzlies. And all I need to say is dub. Then we've got the Bucks. <laughs> where once we have uh, clinched that second seed, because the Celtics would have lost their next game, whatever it is, um, once we have clinched that, that second seed and we've gotten that dub, we're going to be locked in the one, two, the, the Bucks and us. So uh, neither of us are going to try, and it doesn't really matter. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say still say that we win because uh, Giannis is going to uh, take a nice big soak in one of those Disney spas, and it's going to be great. Uh, what's after the Bucks? Celtics, Grizzlies, Bucks, 76ers, Nuggets. So 76ers. I'm going to say a win because Ben Simmons is out. And unfortunately, they were busy trying to figure out a new groove with a new setup. I, I believe he was still trying out the, the power forward position when he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Sixers fan, but that's going to be ugly. It's going to be a win for Raptors. And then the Nuggets. I, the Nuggets are going to be a loss because they're not going to care one iota because then it's game mode when they want to destroy Orlando in four games. Yeah, and the Nuggets don't want to give up that third seed either. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like that's going to be a loss as well. But regardless of the fact, I feel like it's going to be a win tomorrow um, when it okay. comes to the Boston Celtics. I hope so. I hope Dre is wrong on that one. But if not, don't at me either. Uh, but <laughs> at, but then again, once we get that second seed, you know, it's fair game. It's, it's 
you know, as, as much as we like to think that this is a new season, it's not. It's the end of the season going to the playoffs. And I, I do hope that Nurse doesn't play these guys, you know, 30 plus 35 minutes. But these guys are competitors, so we, we never know. But all right. So I'm glad we I'm glad we got to talk a lot about the Raptors. And I got I'm glad we got to kind of, you know, get out that frustration when it comes to coach nurse not being picked by his peers as coach of the year but it's okay because at the end of the year he's going to be coach of the year and hopefully we will be hoisting up the larry ob one more time but until then dre where can i find you bro you can find me on twitter at andreas babs and you can find my film editorial review interview masterclass website films fatale f-i-l-m-s-f-a-t-l-e.com no spaces I just released my top 100 films of the 1980s. There's a lot of weird stuff on it. Uh, you should check it out. And I've got <laughs> all sorts of lessons and articles uh, coming your way. Uh, 70s is being worked on. That's That'll be out in two months. Uh, what about you, Jay? Can't wait, bro. Um, you can find me at... Uh, well, you can find us, all of us, at That's A Rap Pod on Twitter. You can find our Instagram page at That's A Rap Podcast on instagram and uh, jay is on here but i'm going to shout him out anyways because you can find him on twitter at rosa rosa ah thank you i was like how do you pronounce that r-o-s-a-u-r-u-s damn that's it's a dinosaur it is it's a rosalosaurus um until next time boys and girls everybody that's a wrap